This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and we're so pumped to continue our leadership series, A Leader People Want to Follow. I'm especially excited about the topic we'll be diving into today because it's just stinking practical. I mean, we do it every day, whether you realize it or not. And if you're a human being, then this applies to you. So buckle up, wonderful humans. It's going to be fun ride. (laughs) Of course, if you're still wondering what in the world Rachel is talking about, <laughs> she is just super specific. Yeah, yeah, she likes to make sure we all know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just illustrated our topic beautiful, beautifully. Um, so our topic today is about communication, which Woo-hoo, I know, yes. I know, we love it. We talk about it a lot, and not just communication in general. Um, you know, that's like we're saying we're talking about love. Like, what does that mean? Um, but no, we're going to talk about effective communication and a leader. People want to follow values, effective communication, because that's how we get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we just want to reiterate that the topic of leadership is for everyone, whether or not you are a leader mm-hmm. by employment yes. or just another person, people follow you. Yeah. Yes. Um, they look at you, you impact others. And so, you know, we even train, uh, I worked at a bank a long time ago and as a cashier, which you're kind of like, I'm the lowest person on the totem pole <laughs> in this job. And they like, yeah, they like to remind us, but we had one staff, you know, that was like, no, you're, you are a leader. Um, you have to learn to manage up. You mm-hmm. have to learn to manage over. Yeah. And you know, every person that is, a part of this organization is a leader in the organization. Mm-hmm. And so you may not make everyone's schedules or fire people yeah. um, <laughs> or hire them or right. get Focus paid on that or get in yeah. a leadership role. Get, or paid. Yes. get the True. salary. Yeah. It. yeah. But when you take ownership, like we talked about last time, yeah. you know, and being a leader, you have to communicate effectively. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I think this topic in and of itself, I mean, yeah, it's great for leaders, but I mean, it's kind of important for all humanity because yeah. we are all communicating daily. Yeah. Uh, so especially this one, I'm just like, I mean, this one is really applicable to all people. I mean, and you know, I think it's, it's, I, I think communication is one of those things that most people think they're really great at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, like if there's a communication <laughs> yeah. issue, it's because the person and the people that I communicate with are really bad at communicating. I mean, I'm great at it. It's everybody yeah. else that I talk to that can't yeah. communicate. Yeah. I will just go ahead and tell you as a therapist. <laughs> Yeah. That's basically my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people communicating. Yes. That's it. Yes. Right? Relationships. Oh yeah. my gosh. So true. But I mean, I think, and you've mentioned this, Brooke, like we have to be able to look and own the things that are ours. And mm-hmm. I mean, if I've learned anything from my three years of marriage, it is like, it really is such a two way street. And mm-hmm. I have so much I have to own in all <laughs> dialogues like yeah. with another person. And I've, mm-hmm. I'm sure you see it very clearly within the context of marriage. Um, but I'm like, well, man, then how much does that apply to every other com- like yeah. conversation that I have or, mm-hmm. you know, element of communication that I'm involved with, with. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I think we have got to look at and we've got to be willing to own and look at in, in our lives. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and here's the deal. It sounds easy, right? Like just tell them what you want over an email. Like, yeah. Repeat yourself with your kids over and over 
and students and employees just tell them what you want until they deliver what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just sounds like it. just keep repeating it. Yeah, believe me, that's right. Keep doing it working. over and over. <laughs> yeah. that's the right <laughs> until thing they to do. get it uh-huh. with your children. Let me tell you, uh, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just all of a sudden are like, oh, okay, now I'll clean my room. <laughs> yeah, because you said time. it four hundred times. Exactly. Oh that's my right. gosh. Yeah, no, exactly. So it sounds simple, but really communicating effectively. Um, it's, it's harder than it sounds because you're dealing with, um, again, humans. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't figured out already, humanity is just complicated in general. We use, uh, some statistics say women use around 20,000 words a day and men plus 7,000. <laughs> so I don't think that is error. an accurate statistic within the context of my own marriage. Oh yeah. But maybe on average, that's, I mean, that would make sense on average. There, there are many a man that I know that can talk. Does talk. your husband talk, talk more he than talk, you? He talks a lot. Oh, but you know what? I will challenge this. I would say in the workplace, though, mm-hmm. oh, men yeah. tend to use less words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going to go a little anti-feminist. Can tend to get uh-huh. more things done uh-huh. sometimes. Some, yeah. That was very anti-feminist of you. I'm not saying <laughs> Please, we if anyone better. wants to write in on a comment on that. Hey, we're trying to get Mills to listen to this. <laughs> Just kidding. Guys, somebody's got to have their back. She's giving you a shout Just kidding. It's true. So undoubtedly, this plays a way. If this plays a part in the just the margin for error in communication. Yeah, yeah, especially for us. So, great, <laughs> true. So now that we've made that really complicated, um, no, but as we dive, dive into the issues, there are several common themes um, that really seem to resonate within a leadership community. Uh, four that really stood out, and in you know the practical, practical like we want to be able to say you listen to this podcast and I can go and apply mm-hmm. something. Um, and so we'll talk about these first. So a nonprofit emotional organization called Help Guide listed four points um, as kind of game changers when it comes to communication. So we're going to talk about those really quickly. One is engaged listening. Two is nonverbal communication. Three is managing stress in the moment. And four is asserting yourself in a respectful way. So the first one seems obvious. And we've probably honestly heard the first two engage listening and nonverbal communication Mm -hmm. a lot. There's a lot of like, you know, the Today Show statistics say that nonverbal, blah, blah, blah. Right. And Mm so um, but engage listening is extremely important. It's an active thing. So it's Mm -hmm. something you participate in. It's a verb, guys, if you will. (laughs) Action. Action mm-hmm. verb. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, but part of most of us do this. And, and honestly, uh, technology has completely shifted what this looks like mm-hmm. anyway, just that we're even not looking at one another at all. Yeah. Um, so we can go, that'll go into kind of the body language piece. But, um, you know, usually we're listening enough to figure out what interests us. And then we have something to say about mm-hmm. that one thing, mm-hmm. so true. you know, or be like, that's such a great story. Let me tell you my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, um, and so we literally miss out on taking in what the person is saying, because we care more about kind of in- injecting our own opinions. And yeah. A lot of it's out of a need and a want to connect. Like it's not, you know, to be right. a narcissistic, terrible person, right. you know, but it really is like, oh, I want to, I want to connect or like, liven up this yeah, conversation let's with this story. Let's yeah. Talk about yeah. This. And yeah. like, you know, you like <laughs> Snickers, I like Snickers and, yes. you know, <laughs> this really fun yes. thing. Um, but actually, uh, guys, the Bible talks about it. So, um, James one nineteen <laughs> says, that. I like to transition into <laughs> biblical things to back up what I'm saying. Um, but it says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get 
angry. Yeah. And there, I really think in looking at that scripture, I mean, there's definitely something to that order that it starts with. You must all be quick to listen. Mm. And like, it's even funny to think about being quick to listen, mm-hmm. like that I would be quick to do that. Yeah. Cause that usually takes a whole lot more intentionality than just being quick to do it. So I'm a long way from that. But, you know, I think something else that I thought was so interesting was how they mentioned that in that whole ability to listen while dropping like the preconceived judgments or ideas that we have about another person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And really just kind of like letting those things kind of drop at the door mm-hmm. so that we it's can really, really listen and be open to what they have to. I feel like you and I literally just <laughs> talked about this earlier today yeah. of like, I may, you know, have a certain feeling or thought towards another person because of something that happened yesterday or two days yeah. ago or a week ago, or I don't know, just in general, I may have a certain feeling or thought about a person and it completely colors the way that I listen to them. Oh, or yeah. that I can yeah. even receive the things it's that so they true. say. Oh so my goodness. Because and we're always planning intent. Yeah. We're always looking for their intent yeah. versus hearing what's being said. Yeah. Ooh, so this is, I mean, I feel like I'm for sure talking to myself in this, but I mean, when we can stop the preconceived judgment, that speculation, like, you know, on the front end, this is just going to help us listen so much better. And I mean, man, I just think for me, I know that that is, that requires a really high level of intentionality. And honestly, in some cases, like some significant heart check mm. of like, yeah. you know, if there's somebody that I have a hard time listening to or always assume X, Y, and Z about this person, whenever they speak to me, I'm like, Lord, mm-hmm. I want to need you to do some stuff in my heart, like in this situation, because this can't, this is not going to work well. This is not going to serve well for me and this person communicating. Um, and you know, honestly, just to be able to see the other person as like a son or daughter of God made in the image of God, mm-hmm. like remembering those things and and really allowing that to create some level of empathy in us. Um, Cause we don't, I mean, we don't have to get along perfectly with everyone or agree with everyone, but man, just empathy yeah. can go really such a long way in helping us to listen well um, and to receive and to even be able to see maybe where another person is coming from. Yes. Um, which yeah. goes back to that intent piece that you were yeah. mentioning. Um, and yeah. so let me let them finish talking before I, yeah, <laughs> like, and actually take a minute, yeah. mm-hmm. take a minute to even know what's going on in your own mind and heart towards them as you listen to them and being like, is this me putting my preconceived thoughts and feelings about this person on them right now? Or am I being yeah. open? Am I listening? Am I practicing empathy? Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, good leaders, take the time to understand their people. They just take the time to develop that. Um, And they really strive towards genuine empathy, even if they don't always agree with another person, they're always seeking to understand the other person better. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just, I mean, that's just the sign of a good, of a good leader. Um, And so I just think, I mean, again, if we're going to keep using scripture to back up what we're saying, which is something we're very passionate about doing. <laughs> it's a good just the idea of like loving your neighbor as yourself. Like, oh, I know and it's not just the ones you like. No, yeah. no, it's so convicting. <sighs> yeah. It's so convicting. Yeah. Especially like, you know, even thinking of having that empathy, it, it helps you. It, ke- it keeps you from going into that t- defense mode, mm-hmm. especially if you don't agree with what mm-hmm. they're saying um, or, you know, it's coming. Um, it just helps to, to put that, set that yeah, guard down yeah. and, and listen a little bit better, you know, and especially I think in today's culture, 
if you don't agree with someone, then you just stop listening to them, yeah. you know, and it's, you see this all the time, especially on social media and, um, you know, it's just a bad idea. FYI, like if you think that communication is communicating well, is you going off and being able to spat off everything you think in one full swoop sentence and then not receive or have any engaged conversation yeah. with the mm-hmm. other person. Absolutely not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a two way, um, it's a two way street. And so there's a really great quote by, by John Maxwell. I just love him. And he, he says this, he, he actually thinks that great communication has to do with connection. Mm-hmm. And he says, if I had to pick a first rule of communication, the one practice above all others that opens the door to connecting with others, it would be to look for common ground. Hmm. Too often people see communication as the process of transmitting massive amounts of information to other people. But that's the wrong picture. Communication is a journey. And the more that people have in common, the better the chance they can take that journey together. Mm. Boom. Okay. John Maxwell. John Maxwell. He would. That's it. I know. Which is, yeah. For real. It's like having a Bible verse to support. It is. No, I like that. I mean, I like thinking about it as a journey. And Mm -hmm. so, and I can say this, you know, being in a leadership role, there's a lot of time that you're like, we're trying to get things done. Yeah. And so I am communicating information to you. Yes. Um, But there's all these other ways I can do that, that lets you know, like you are heard. Yeah. And sometimes it's saying there's a time and place. There's a time and place and I want to hear it. But even from an empathy standpoint, you know, we have to be able to just connect with people and where they're at in the moment, because even if they're coming at you hard and inappropriate Mm -hmm. and angry and all of that, there's a reason that's happening. And 99% of the time, it's not because they're trying to be a big old jerk Mm -hmm. to you. There's something Mm -hmm. going on. And so if you can, you know, be the mature one, take the deep breath, let them get out what they need to get out, then you can get to the heart of the matter. And frankly, that's going to make everybody more productive in, you know, in all relationships, not just in work. My tendency is to think about work. My husband loves that so very much. Um, so, but also talking about like nonverbal communication, you know, yes. body language. Um, and, you know, it's like, I mean, body language is, you know, your kid and your parents are telling you what to do and you're looking at them and then you roll your eyes and then your, you know, parents lose their mind. You're like, but I'm, yeah, (laughs) then you die. Yeah. And then, but you're like, no, I was listening. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. no, you were, (laughs) you just told me you hated me. (laughs) That's what happened. You know, yeah. yeah, Someone said like the eye roll is like the greatest level of contempt is like to roll your eyes at someone. Yeah. It changed. I roll my eyes secretly now. Um, (laughs) So people don't see it on the inside of my heart. (laughs) Uh, No, but anyway, but you know, so it's really important. And what we communicate body language really is a, to 90% of what people see mm-hmm. and read mm-hmm. about us. And there's actually a really cool book um, called The Like Switch. And it's really neat. So this FBI, his whole job was to infiltrate spies in other countries and oh, get wow. people to like him and trust him. And he taught, and it is all with body language. And it is fascinating just wow. how much we can come across given our stories, our trauma, our experiences, you know, all of that, just the way that we can come across. Because you'll hear people be like, I don't understand. I'm saying nice things but they think I'm yes. being mean to them I'm like well yeah. you look like you want to murder yes. them Basically. and so and you know just the self-awareness but when people are like oh and so how do you be a self-aware yeah. of how you know you are and we talk about the empower workshops how do we yep. be good listeners and, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing so anyway so if we're not careful we can communicate messages that we never meant to like 
she or he does not care about what I'm saying or they're not paying attention to me because they're on their phone. Um, that may or may not have been directed to myself. Um, they may, yeah, but, um, you know, and if that's not the intent, but th- imagine if you have two people trying to do their best, be empathetic in a moment. There's a lot of grace that can come out of that. Mm-hmm. And you can have the grace to figure out not only your active listening, but your body language as well. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think too, just even understanding <laughs> Something I've been having to learn about myself, which I've actually kind of known this like my whole life, that I have certain facial expressions. Like people are like, man, you got serious facial expressions, Melanie. I'm like, what? I don't even know. What? <laughs> and then sometimes people will fight. Like I'll, I'll see candid photos huh. of myself and I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> I have that face on during that thing? Or I don't know, whatever. So I've just had to start becoming as mindful as I can be of just like my facial expressions with people when I'm listening to them talk or when we're in communication, when I'm thinking hard, I look mad. That's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. That's what happens. And people told me that my whole life, every time I'm concentrating on something, they're like, are you okay? So like, I really channeling my energy guys. (laughs) Yeah. I just like have to be aware of that when I'm listening, especially if I'm talking with someone that I don't have a strong relationship with who might not Mm -hmm. know me and understand, you know, like I've got to be aware that when I'm really concentrating on what someone says, what is my face doing right now? You know Mm -hmm. I mean? You just have to, because it is such a significant part of communication. So something else that, I had the opportunity to do at Mercy to get to know the character of God. And that was something I deeply needed, but I really didn't believe that deep down He was good and that He was a good Father to me. And so I had opportunity to learn truth. And I got to see that truly the truth of the Lord, when I became to, when I got to know it, it would bring freedom in my life. If I could share something with those that have partnered or supported Mercy, I would say thank you. Thank you for sowing seeds. The seeds that you've sown are ones that have actually given opportunity for seeds of healing to come into my life um, and many other girls and women like me. Seeds of hope to actually be planted in our hearts that when we had given up on ourselves, there were others that hadn't given up on us. And so I would say thank you for your walking in obedience. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Um, the next thing on the list was that how we manage stress in a moment significantly mm-hmm. impacts our ability to communicate and certainly our ability to listen. But you know, sometimes we can allow like the external circumstances, the things that are going on to, to dictate how we communicate with another person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're stressed and you raise your voice. You're like, you know, super frazzled. And so you get super irritated with people mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, just yeah. you name it. And, um, I, like, I can even just think of different positions that I've held within the workplace that were very high stress positions. Mm. And I had to like go over the top in my awareness of not letting how I feel dictate the way I communicate out. Yeah. I may have to receive stress or receive, um, you know, difficult messages, you know, from other people maybe, but I have to figure out how I'm going to then transmit those out to the people around me. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I can only imagine, um, what that's like with kids, like, and letting the stress oh, of a moment yeah. with children, uh, I'm going to find that out sooner than later, yeah. but 
You know, yeah. I mean, the ability to, to take in chaos or stress or distressing information or whatever the case might be and to be able to be aware that that's happening um, and not let that al- dictate either your body language uh, or just the way that you're communicating with others is is huge. And it's the sign of, a, I think, a really good leader. Mm-hmm parent, friend, teacher, person, person in general, like a really mature Human person yeah. can yes. take in a situation, but then not let that affect the way that they respond, speak, act mm-hmm. from there. So it's so good. Well, yeah. Cause there's a lot of consequences for that action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. you then have to do damage control. Yeah. And yeah. if you like to be very efficient, you don't have time for that. So yeah. just keep it together. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. such a good point. I mean, let's be honest. Like anybody can yell scream roll their eyes. I mean, and I even think about this with parenting, like that's the easy option, like that, that you feel that escalation even in your body. And like the easy thing is to mm-hmm. like, let it all out at him now. And the mm-hmm. harder thing is to stay in control of my emotions mm-hmm. and, and stay calm. I mean, yeah. but that, but that obviously is where you're going to be making rash and wise decisions. From. <laughs> no, yeah, look, my know. son knows when I lower my voice and get very quiet, um, he backs is away he slowly. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to need a minute. She's going to need to. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind so of He's awesome. like, I'm going to go in my room. Yeah. That's a good choice you're making right now, <laughs> real, buddy. Real, real good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So true. I mean, we all have those stories of like those times, whether it was with parents or bosses. Oh, my gosh. We probably could have some good like workplace mm. stories of leaders where something didn't go according to plan. And then that leader freaked out. Mm. Um, and what happens to the rest of the team? And you know that feeling in the room when everybody's like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm sure we can all just remember those times when leaders or something did not go according to plan. And then that person flipped out. And what happens to the rest of the team? Mm-hmm. I mean, that stress is literally relayed and felt by everyone. Yeah. And it only, and Brooke said this, it, it hinders your efficiency. Um, and my biggest thing is that it 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 affects the environment for people to ask questions and get that clarification. Because mm-hmm. yeah. now everybody is afraid. Yeah. Nobody right. wants to you know, ask or be the one because then they're just afraid of, of the repercussion of what's going to yeah. happen. And then that becomes more of the focus so it just goes bad to worse. Yeah. yeah then yeah. getting stuff done. I mean, that was a great point, Brooke. So, um, it's just keeping in mind that it's a two way, it's a do- dialogue versus a monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people are never asking questions or getting clarification, you can almost always assume that your communication is one-sided, like mm-hmm. that they're either they don't understand it and they're too afraid to get clarification or they don't care and they're going to just yeah. run with what they know. Um, yeah, if you're a leader and you are having a meeting or you're doing a training and you ask if anybody has questions and they all just look at you, that's probably like a warning sign. That's bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you, Everybody you didn't hear anything at Mercy I just said. <laughs> that I have trained knows if they're listening to this. Yeah. Then I'm like, nobody? Nobody asked questions? Somebody better come up with some. Yeah. yeah. I'm way more concerned about the fact that that's you aren't right. dialoguing back with me than anything. And yeah. then I just stare at them until they have them. Yeah. And yes. then we're fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Don't do that, actually, don't, now that I'm saying that out loud. A very bad don't idea. Do that thing. Yeah. But here's why it's so important. And I, like, just full confession. I've totally done this because I'm a people pleaser and I want people to like me. And so I'm like, yes, I get it. I get it. And then I go back and I'm like, man, why didn't I, you know, get clarification? But this is what is really interesting is a group of research researchers from the University of Toronto have dove into this a bit more and discovered that the brain will actually fill in 
missing information when it's not there. Mm -hmm. So if you don't get what's going on and there's a gap, it just assumes. And Mm -hmm. you think about this even like in a day to day, you know, situation, if somebody says something, you don't have that piece of information to fill in the gap and you go, oh, well, maybe they they probably meant this. And then you just run with the information. Um, But to have a uh, environment to create that culture where it's okay to ask questions, it's okay um, to ask what the person actually meant. Our communication has to be two way in order to be effective. Mm -hmm, It just mm -hmm. has to. It's not communication if it's not right. No. One cannot not communicate. That's a good point. Yeah. Never mind. But scratch that. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> I think it was Don Jackson. But anyway, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just really good. We actually had a talk. I had a talk with one of my teams this week and I was like, you know, you guys, you got to ask questions. And they said, one of them was like, well, you're just so busy. And I was like, oh, because they're just sweet, caring, mm-hmm. amazing people. But I was like, it's not your job to manage me. Y'all don't have to worry. I'm here to serve you, not the other way around, you mm-hmm. know, so do that. And that was just really That's good. cool because the other idea, if I was, I'd be like, oh, y'all don't want to know. You don't want, you know, yeah. you can go a whole terrible direction with that. Um, and they were just, it was just a really cool experience, but that's what we talked about. You don't have, you're going to fill in the gap instead of you, you just ask yeah, and we'll figure it out. It's my job to make it work, you know, mm-hmm. and knowing they don't have to protect me, you know, it was, yeah. it was mm-hmm. kind though. I was like, thanks, thanks for thinking <laughs> thanks, of but me, stop. So but nice. I'm, yeah, but I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. and they're amazing. So anyway, but the really cool thing about everything we've been discussing is that Jesus was and is the perfect example of effective communication. Yeah. In fact, one of the greatest examples to me is the way he taught just using parables stories Mm -hmm. to clearly explain how to communicate. He was like, if you don't get it up front, let's do a story and play with a little metaphor. Let's Mm -hmm. see if you get it that way. Right. Because people do, they think and understand things differently. Um, You know, and he could have used any means to get his messages across, but he chose simple stories. Mm -hmm. And while the religious leaders were using fancy jargon and the big words, (laughs) I like that fancy jargon. Fancy jargon. Uh huh. And so, and they spoke over people's head because their whole thing was to to communicate how much they knew, yeah. mm-hmm. and that all of you people do not understand mm-hmm. all the little people, right? And yeah. so the Lord was like, "Well, I'm going to speak in a simple way, and all of you smarty pants people <laughs> are not going to understand." I, I think that's the best part. Is they, like, they didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. they're like, <laughs> they're like "What's the simple story? Yeah. <laughs> Does this really understand? mean what you just yeah. said?" Yeah, that's it. He didn't use academic words. He wasn't trying to speak over anyone's head. He was speaking to the heart. And then, you know, and as you know, with the Bible, right, you could read the same story over and over. And depending on where you are in your life, your maturity level, it's going to mean different things. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so amazing about it and just the amazing use of stories. And so, and he also communicated with authority. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't like, I mean, if you guys are okay, maybe we can sit Mm -hmm. down. That's not what he did. He was like, so let me tell you something. Very you direct. Know? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Matthew seven twenty nine says he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. I love that. So yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I love how you can look at Jesus and perfectly see all of these attributes mm-hmm. there. It's totally applicable for, for today, for the 21st mm-hmm. century. And I love even how he left room for his disciples to ask questions. You can see in Luke eight, he did this. Um, I mean, all over the Bible, but he just, he makes it apparent that he's fostering a safe place for people to express their concerns and even their, um, maybe even their doubt. Like, mm-hmm. you know, another example of this can be the story of Nicodemus in John three. Um, he comes after dark and he's trying to understand what Jesus has said. It is just so funny instead of making him feel like an idiot. I mean, cause he asked some, I mean, what does he say in there? like 
do you have to go back inside your mother's womb to yeah. be born again? What do you mean? Yeah, born what again. do you mean? And you're like, oh, bless, son, uh-huh. bless you. But G- <laughs> Jesus did not do that. You know, yeah. He gently takes the time to break it down and make it a two-way conversation. Um, but again, like Brooke said, he wasn't timid in his delivery. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful example mm-hmm. of walking in authority, but also taking the time to be kind and clear in your yeah. delivery. Yeah. I mean, man, for anybody who doesn't think that Jesus is not like applicable to oh. every area of life, I mean, just even talking about this idea of leadership, I mean, he was the perfect example of everything that we've talked about yeah. and everything we're going to be talking about in in this specific series. So I just love that. Um, well, okay, guys, so let's wrap this thing up. This is how we've kind of been ending the shows in this little series on leadership. Yes. We are going to now just kind of look at the other side of the coin and wrap up by saying here, based on what we shared today, here are the no's of effective communication within leadership. So, you know, anytime that you are looking at your own life and going, you know what, some of these things are, some of these things are happening. That's a good indicator, you know, that you may need to ask, okay, what, what, what do I need to do differently here? Communication is probably not going well for me, whether or not I recognize it, it's probably not going well. So what do I need to do differently? So Here are the no's of effective communication. First, passive listening is a no-no. No-no. If active listening is like, (laughs) is, um, you know, looking people in the eye, paying full attention to what they're saying without thinking about what you're going to say next. If, if that's active listening, then passive listening is obviously the opposite. So are you just, just, I mean, man, in the next conversation that you have with somebody, ask these questions. Am I really focusing on what this other person is saying or am I preparing what I'm going to say next? That's a good question to ask. Um, are you even maybe sometimes having just a completely another conversation in your mind while you're listening to another person? Check. Why Sorry. are you looking at me? I don't know. You... I was looking at both of you. Uh, I just she focused on me a little bit longer, guys. Brooke, I do know you well enough to know when you get that look in your mm-hmm. eyes, and I'm like, she's not with me. She did it yesterday. She goes, "Where'd you go?" <laughs> like, she no, no, I heard what you said, and then I repeated like the last three seconds. The last three. <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's true. Uh, okay. Thanks for being so nice. I to yeah, I was just gonna. Anyway, uh, moving on. No, but I really, there is something to be said about like until you can fully engage with another person, um, it's going to be really difficult to understand where they're coming from. It's going to be difficult to just have solid communication with people if you're not all in with them yeah. in those moments. So, and I mean, there are times. Like, can I just say this? If there's a conversation that I'm in and I'm distracted, or I'm like, I something is coming in on my phone right now that I gotta handle, which man, I'm going to try to let that be as rare as possible. Like I will just tell them, I want to hear what you're saying right Mm -hmm. now. I need to do this right now. Yeah. And then I'll be right back with you. You know, like I try to be aware of that. Um, but it's just, y'all, it's, it's hard in this day and age. It's hard with the, it's hard with those dumb cell phones, y'all. I know. To concentrate and anyway. Um, that was for me. I have not because you're saying that to me, but because the Holy Spirit was saying that. Because the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. I'm not looking at either of y'all when I say the nose of, okay, here we go. Um, and then the next one is, you know, negative body language is a big no, no as well. So what are you communicating with your body? Melanie, what are you communicating with your facial expressions when you're listening to another person? (laughs) Even just your overall tone of voice. Um, is it, is it obvious? opposite from what you're wanting to say or communicate back, or even as you are listening. I mean, body language isn't just about when you're talking and when you're saying the things, it's also about how you're listening and what your body language is saying on the other end of that. Um, because I mean, if you're not aware of it, you may be sending messages that you never meant to, to send. So 
The next one, uh, the nose of effective communication is just irritation or stress and not allowing those things to dictate the way that you communicate. So, you know, a good question to ask is just like, how am I communicating in the workplace with my family um, under stressful situation or mm-hmm. under chaotic situations? Like, how am I communicating and do I lose my ability to be in control of myself? Yeah. And breathe and communicate calmly. Although with Brooke, if she's too calm, that's when you need to be scared. That's, that's what you're talking you know, about. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's too calm. She's, uh, yeah. Melanie's been around that as well. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I also have that tendency mm-hmm. as well. If I yeah. get quiet. Like if we're both staring at you. Not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, or, I mean, even sometimes, do, like, do you do you get super irritated or does it, you know... Do you get frazzled if people don't understand what you're saying and yeah. ask for clarifying questions, you know? So that's a good thing to be aware of. And then the last one is a no of effective communication is complicated or, you know, difficult to understand directions. Um, and that was kind of when we were talking about Jesus and just the way he was able to simplify things and, um, say it in a way, not, not to dumb down things, but to just be clear, yeah, to be clear and simple. Um, and if you, you know, are having a hard time doing that, you know, um, then there's a good chance that those people are not understanding what you're saying and it's not, the communication isn't getting through. So how can you simplify your communication? How can you simplify, if you're trying to communicate something that could be a complicated concept, how are you intentionally working on making that a simple message? Um, and again, you know, like using Jesus as the example and that is huge. So yeah, so good. Yeah. And I mean, one, you know, exercise that we will always come back to is going to be asking the Lord, where we've been unaware, mm-hmm. right? Because all of this is, you know, if you're like, oh, okay, I do that. All of the no's, I've got <laughs> yeah. them or some of them or whatever. Our responsibility is merely just to be self-aware. Take the time, let the Lord point out some things. So if it is, you know, complicated direction, for example, how simple that could be. To mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm confusing people with what I'm saying, you Mm -hmm. know, okay, let me think of this differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so we don't have to have our feelings hurt about it. Like we talked about, you know, last time. And and so I think it's just really great. And so this week, like, let's just set aside time to talk to the Holy Spirit, to reveal the things to us. Let's ask, right. Forgive us where I've been digging my heels in wanting to blame other people because Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated that they Mm -hmm. don't hear me. And Mm -hmm. it's very frustrating, especially Mm -hmm. when, you know, your intent is usually, really great. Yeah. You know, but yeah. nine times out of 10, if people are, are responding to you differently, there's something that we can do differently that yeah. will affect a different outcome. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that made sense, yeah. but I hope so. Yes. Well, we're so excited, honestly, just to see and hear what the Lord has done. So feel free to email us. We love oh, to yeah, hear yeah. any of the responses, if this is helpful in any way, or if you just learned um, all of our issues in this process, <laughs> that's okay. So thanks so much for joining us. It's always a blessing and we hope you guys have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.